This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendora, pastor here at Radio Mission, where the gospel goes out on a regular basis. We're on worldwide now with the radio, with the internet, Radio Missions Radio, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, with messages by the late Pastor Shelton, Pastor myself, and the other members here, brethren, that go out into the gospel, go out and preach for me on Sunday night and maybe Wednesday night. And it's, it's, we have missions, all several mission places we fill up on Sunday night when we can. And uh, But we've been here a long, long time. Brother Shelton started broadcasting in 1943, had a little 15-minute broadcast once a week. And now we're on over 125 radio stations. But the Lord is so good. Isn't the Lord good? Isn't the Lord gracious, my friend, to save a poor old sinner like old Trailblazer, just an old wicked sinner, just a wiggling maggot? Just right, my friend. And we're totally depraved. We have no, nothing. The Scripture says there's none righteous, no, not one. Let me just be true to your soul this morning. Are you saved? Can you look up in the starry skies at night like I do on my back porch, sitting in an old high-back rocker? I say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my children, my grandchildren, great-grandchildren. And thank you for the ministry that you put my hand to. And uh, the scripture says if you put your hand to the plow and look it back, you're not fit for the kingdom of heaven. Will that be said of you that you're not fit for the kingdom of heaven? Oh, my friend, would you ask the Lord to show you where you are, your true condition. Are you saved? Have you been saved, my friend? I'm not talking about being baptized. I'm not talking about giving Jesus your heart. I'll tell you this, Jesus don't want your heart. He gives you a new heart. We had an old man down way on lower country here, and he couldn't hardly speak English, and he had a problem with his little heart condition, and they wanted to give him a new heart transplant. He said, no, sir, no, sir, brother. Brother, I don't want need no heart. I got a new heart. He said, Lord, give me a new heart. Now, can you say that? I can. The Lord gave me a new heart. And this old one is kind of wearing out a little bit. Most folks know I'm 93 years old. And that's okay. As long, long as the Lord says go, we're going to get up and go. But we're looking at the gifts of healing uh, and speaking in tongues and speaking in another language. Listen, let's, 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 let's pick it up back there a little bit and give you a new place to start. There is a gift of tongue, which means languages. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit filled the disciples, it says, they spake in tongues, that is, languages. And every individual heard the wonderful works of God in their own language, my friend. It was not that jabbering of an unknown tongue, but a perfect language that those individuals filled with the Holy Spirit had never learned in the natural way. It was a gift bestowed upon them, which they used to get the word of God over to people of other languages. All of those folks, many of those folks there on the day of Pentecost, were all over different countries, all over the country. All the early disciples did not receive the gifts of other languages. In 1 Corinthians 12, we find that Paul, Apostle Paul said, do all speak with tongues? Question, which shows that all the early disciples did not have that gift. Many did. I firmly believe if God should send me to a place of other people, other languages, maybe somewhere, and he get, and would he would give me that gift of language. And I don't know for sure, but I like to think that. Then there's the interpretation of tongue, and that is the gift of the Holy Spirit to interpret or translate what an individual says in another tongue. 
another language. So that those in the assembly who did not understand that language would understand what he was preaching or talking about. The Apostle Paul goes on to say that if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church, according to 1 Corinthians 14. Now, let me, let me getting close to a stopping place here, we will pick it up in our next study. Let me, let me just say, in the language of the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 12, 31, but covet earnestly, covet earnestly the best gift, Yet, yet show I unto you a more excellent way. And that excellent way is that all gifts must be governed by the rule of love. According to 1 Corinthians. Now we have a, we have a, a few minutes left here. And I want to bring you uh, two or three. We found some questions that we had on our script. And I'd like to bring them to you. Uh, this, this is a question someone called in or wrote in, asked Pastor Shelton. Early day, back in the early days, he says, I would like to know, is it right to be baptized twice? And, and is there any place beside heaven or hell? Now, Pastor Shelton was a wise man. This is what he said. I'm reading from his script now. The Bible baptism can only be administered to a born-again believer. You may dip, maybe dip more than once before you're saved, but after you've been born again, Bible baptism is administered only once, and that is by immersion or, or being put under the water. The Bible teaches only two places between heaven and hell. That Listen, only teaches two places, heaven and hell. There are no midway ground and taught in God's word. Listen, so when a person dies, he goes either directly to heaven or directly to hell, my friend. Oh, listen, we have that satanic thing now talking about uh, purgatory, purgatory. There's no such a thing as purgatory, not even mentioned in the scripture. I know one day I was conducting a funeral, and a person was, uh, and he had a Catholic background, and for the Lord saved him, and uh, saved her, it was a lady. And uh, there was four Catholic nuns sitting on the sitting on the front row of the chapel, and I and I didn't mean to do it. I just the Lord led me. I said, "There's no place like such as purgatory. No such a thing. Not mentioned in God's word. It's all false, my friend." And those four Catholic nuns got up and walked out of my room. They walked out. They didn't say anything. They didn't disturb anything. They just got up. They showed contempt for me and for the scriptures, my friend. Oh, listen, listen. If he's born again, that individual, a child of God through Christ Jesus, he goes immediately to heaven. And if he's not born again, he goes immediately to hell. Death fixes the eternal abode of the individual. Now, I have one more question. Please explain James 5.14. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayers of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. Now listen, this is very plain. It is one of the great promises of God's word. If a believer is sick and turns to his promise, turns to this promise, there in James 5, 14, and believes it, 
and feels led of the Holy Spirit to call the elders of the church, allow the elders of the church to go and anoint that individual with oil in the name of the Lord and pray the prayer of faith, God said, I'll heal him. And if he has committed sin, listen now, if he's committed sin, I'll forgive him. Isn't that great, my friend? Isn't that bad? Now, let me call your attention to this fact. It does not say for the elder or elders of the church to go into the sick room and anoint the individual and pray over him, That's, listen, and that God will heal him. But it says if the individual who is sick and has faith to lay hold of this promise and has faith enough to call the elders of the church, then the elders of the church shall go and anoint that individual with oil and pray the prayer of faith. God says, I'll hear them. I'll raise up that individual. In other words, it is taking God at his word. Now, my friend, isn't that great? We'll let that go for the time being. If you have folks have more questions, you call me, write me. I'll be glad to help you with it. If you, But we're looking now uh, you know, at demonism. We're going to start a new subject, a new project, new new project, if you will, another study. Uh on, on, under the general theme, the Holy Spirit according to God's Word, and it's demonism. Does that whet your appetite, my friend? Oh, if we just knew, if we could look into the, uh, look into that hidden world of demons, my friend. Oh, but listen, it's so much in today's world. Tonight, this morning, today, I want to turn aside from our main study and bring you some thoughts on a message on the subject demonism. Our Holy Spirit imitation. We have much material here by Pastor Shelton. If you write me, I'll send it to you on the Satan, God of this world. We have other studies on that particular subject. And uh, if you would, I appreciate you writing. Let me hear from you. And if you, if you care for these messages on the work of the Holy Spirit, you write me. I'll quote you a price on the whole series of CDs or put them on a thumb drive for you. That's a new new subject, our new item we, we have now is uh, the thumb drive. Oh, my friend, I don't know much about it. The old trailblazer's kind of dumb. But I, I'm learning, I'm learning those things. I don't have a computer. I had a man call me the other night, one of those robocallers, and I told him, I said, sir, I don't have a computer. I had one that washed away in the storm, and uh, he wouldn't believe me. He called me a dirty word. Can you believe that? That man called me a nasty word and hung up on me. Well, that's just his ignorance, not mine. But we're going to be looking in our next study here, get started in it next time tomorrow on Friday. That'd be a good study for Friday, Dan. Come on, Dan, let's get a getting. We're going to turn aside from our main subject, talking about the Holy Spirit, and bring our folks a message on demonism. I believe most folks are interested in demonism. Let me tell you what's happening around here and occasionally. Out here in the country somewhere, uh, this lady... Went walked out to an outhouse she had or a shed or something and had a crack in it and the sun was shining through it. And, oh, it's a vision of Jesus, a vision of Mary. And they called the police and they called the newspaper. And folks flocked there by the hundreds to see a vision of Jesus on an outhouse, my friend. And as soon as the sun went down, it disappeared. As soon as the sun went down, that was demonism, my friend. That was demonism influencing that poor lady. And so she must have felt like a fool, huh? But, oh, listen, listen, demonism, Holy Spirit imitation. I find in my contact with the people in the religious world, which I do, that no matter what type of religious experience, 
an individual has, he claims that it's of the Lord, my friend. Everything is of the Lord. Everything. Like that lady thought that uh, vision on that outhouse was of the Lord. But the old trailblazer, I'll pick that up tomorrow in our study on Friday and uh, bring it to you in, in, in depth. And I just want to mention, we hear every day, Monday through Friday, we're studying the works of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, all of those topics, and have them on CD and uh, and also on the thumb drive. Write me or call me. I'll be glad to discuss what it what. It don't cost hardly anything. But uh, old trailblazer just wants to be true to your soul. The, the Lord give me the commission to go forth and preach the gospel, be instant in season, out of season, reprove and rebuke with all long suffering. You say, Pastor, you call them people's names sometimes? Yes, sir. I call their number first. If they don't pick up, get straight. Get straight. I had a man rush down to the front one morning after the 11 o'clock service. I mean, he was in a hurry. He got there, and he said, Pastor, Pastor, can a man get saved shacking up? I said, no, sir. No, sir. I almost screamed it at him. You get saved from sin, not in sin, my friend. Oh, but listen, the old trailblazer wants to be kind and gentle to you. I don't want to raise my voice at you. But sometimes you kind of have to, don't you? Oftentimes, I tell my folks, we have a large radio listening audience. Wake up! Wake up! Sit up there in the old easy chair and listen, you're going to hell. You may not even know it. Oh, my friend, how gracious our Lord is to give me grace to be true to your soul. I'm going to do that if it takes a hide off. Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, Pastor Pendarvis, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And help me with the broadcast if you possibly can. I appreciate it. Thank you. Goodbye, and may God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis thanks listeners who emailed, called, and wrote him recently with encouragement to continue airing this broadcast. If you have not done so, take a moment to let Pastor Pendarvis know you appreciate this ministry. Email pastor at radiomissions.org or call 225-664-8658. That's pastor at radiomissions.org or call 225-664-8658. 